Blog Talk Radio. Has anyone ever told you you dream too big? That you have too many ideas? That you need to be realistic? What if there was a career and lifestyle that you could completely design yourself that enables you to do what makes your heart truly sing and helps millions of people benefit from what you have to offer? One that provided you with all the money you need to thrive, not just survive. That is the life of an enlightened entrepreneur. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show, dedicated to the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened entrepreneurs worldwide, with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments, Inc. and AHAMomentsInc.com. Her motto, oh yes, you can have what you want, and you deserve it too. Join us for the next hour and learn to trust your aha moments to lead the way to a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened entrepreneurs worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. I am really excited about our show tonight. We are stepping into a nice, big, huge time of talent and inspiration and celebration. For the next many, many weeks, we're going to have amazing guests on we're going into full force telesummit mode. I have been um, interviewing speakers and talent scouting all over the place, and I have found an amazing, amazing um, musician. I was at that event last week. I told you guys about on the show last week. I went to the Brazzo, um event, and I was sitting there with the gazing and the, all the stuff that he was doing, and I was listening to this magnificent music, and, uh, and when I... I, it was just one of those types of things where you just the great the gazing was great, but the music helped you really transcend and kind of just sort of melt into the entire experience. And uh, and I happened to see this musician as he was we were we were passing each other in the hallway, and I said, "You just you know you, you're just amazing." And we got to talking, and I invited him to be on the show. And his name is David Young. So we're gonna introduce David in a little bit, so you can learn all about him and um, I you know I I know talent because then when I found out a little bit more about him I found out he's been nominated for a Grammy Award and he sold millions of uh, copies of his music and he has an amazing story and a book and it was just you know just match made in heaven so um, then we actually I went to another event in a whole different state last weekend and we were I was just walking around looking at and I was at where I was at Mind Body Spirit Expo and we crossed paths again without even really knowing we were going to be there. So it was really exciting, and I'm excited to have him on the show tonight. But, you know, we always start with a little housekeeping. I want to catch up on what's going on. And, of course, our energy check. We're looking at the spring. Um, here in Jersey, we had snow, but there's always that little last-ditch thing that happens. And, um, and now we've gotten rid of Mercury in retrograde, and now we have daylight savings time in, in place here in the, in the U.S. And we also have, uh, you know, just this wonderful spring energy. It's just a couple of days officially till spring, which is very exciting. And so this is a time, like, you know, I always talk about the energy. This is a time where you really can be getting so much stuff done and getting rewards from all the labor, from the winter and, um, you know, just everything that's been going on 
we had all the solstice and all the changes and the energy and all that. So things you really start to feel now as you're getting some momentum and some some pep in your step and really just push yourself to finish things. You know, not just start, but actually finish. Take the time to uh, to really dig in and, and, and work from your heart. And um, the theme that we're walking into this spring is called Living Life from the Inside Out. And um, I actually just finished my book. I just got it back from the editor uh, this weekend and <laughs> some changes. So I had thought I had finished the book, but um, it's just about done. Just have to make a few more changes and then we're going to go to press and, you know, we have the artists working on the cover and everything. And the book is actually titled Living Life from the Inside Out. And uh, and our theme for the telesummit is living life from the inside out. So we have 20 speakers. We have a film premiering. We have musicians. We have this amazing talent that is coming together. And uh, and so for the next few weeks, you're going to be getting tasters of what this, this event is going to be. You know, I do my telesummits all, you know, kind of clustered, like the Olympics. You know, we're going to have like three weeks of this every single night. We're going to have great talent, speakers, and, and special offers, and all kinds of stuff going on. And uh, and I wanted you to start to taste some of the talent, taste the the uh, the flavor of what we're going to be having at the event. So next week we have one of the speakers coming on. He's a uh, intuitive numerologist, really, really fascinating guy. His name is Dr. Robert Pease. And the week after that is this amazing guy named Jared Hewitt, and uh, he's just this transformational leader. I, I can't really explain him. I'll have to next week. I'll explain him better because I have to. <laughs> he's just he just moves energy. He just He's going to rock your world. He's amazing. He's just, I can't really, he has three best-selling books, the whole thing. We'll talk more about him next week. But you're going to be getting these all, you know, folks will be involved in the Tele Summit. And uh, I just wanted to start to give you a taste of the level of uh, of talent and also just the interesting topics and how you can start to really apply some of this stuff to your life. And I know that there's tons of these, these Tele Summits out there. But what I really am doing with this particular one is I really want to not just, you know, introduce you to all these people and get you confused and have all these modalities crisscrossing. I'm not just throwing anyone into this. I'm interviewing every single person. If not, I'm working with them personally um, in some capacity in my own world. And these folks are the best of the best, the cream of the crop, you know, and we're starting off with David tonight. And, you know, you're just going to be blown away. I know you will be because I've been. And, you know, with each person, they're heartfelt, they're extremely talented, they're trustworthy, they're knowledgeable, there's just so much wisdom. And what I'd like you to do is to start to think about what is it that you really feel you need right now? You know, what is it that you feel, where where are the blanks or the places where you feel like you're, you know, they kind of hurt, you know, those those real, the roots. You know, you want to start asking yourself, what are the roots of, of what might be bothering or what are the, the, the real core of how do I want to expand? Do I want to expand in the area of relationships or in the areas of, you know, finances or, uh, you know, just in, in spiritual transformation, energetic transformation? What what do I want to do to really, really excel in my world, to really enjoy my world, to live more joyfully? What am I most afraid of? Those types of questions, I'm going to start asking those now because over the coming weeks, we're going to have so opportunities to meet people who are, uh, you know, who are really, really capable of helping you to have some major, major breakthroughs. And um, so you'll hear a lot more about that coming forward. Our website will be up next week. We'll start registrations next week. The whole event is free, so you'll be able to um, 
enjoy we'll have replays and all that kind of stuff. So we'll start to get into more of the details. But I just wanted to you know that we're moving forward um in our in our you know launch of this whole thing. So um let's see, I just want to see if you have any more housekeeping. I don't think so. I think we're gonna move into uh talking with David tonight because you know, here's the thing. One of the things when I was writing this book uh was I, I realized that I live in silence a lot. And it's because the music that I used to listen to kind of wasn't really supporting the energy that I was, you know, feeling and sort of developing as a being more intuitive and all that kind of stuff. And um, and I was really looking for, uh, I realized that I needed a soundtrack, you know, like a soundtrack of your life. You know, a lot of people like sit and with music all the time. I'm not one of those people. I have silence going on a lot of the time. And I said to myself, I was always writing, I was like, you know what, I need uh, a lift, an inspiration, a sense of, of, um, I don't know, and it, to be enveloped in like kind of this chamber of creativity. And I've been looking and searching and searching for music for it. And, and you know, because I started saying, well, maybe it's music that I need. And I didn't find it for this book. And then when I went to this Broadville concert and I heard David's work, I just said, that's it. You know, that's it. And then um, you know, I got the CDs and I've been <laughs> listening ever since. So I'm going to say hi to you, David, and um, I'm excited to have you on the show. And we'll get into your story. I don't like to read bios; I like to just hear your voice. And um, now I'm going to let you say hi. Hello, are you there? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Hello, welcome. I'm so excited to have you. I'm so glad that we uh, synchronistically ran into each other uh, several times um, <laughs> in the last two weeks. Or last week, I guess it's been, and uh, and welcome. So, I wanted to just let everybody hear about your story because you have an amazing story. So, in addition to all the talent, um, you you didn't you know start off as a trust fund baby. Right? You kind of you had, <laughs> God, that you, would have been nice. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so why don't you tell everybody that story of Venice? I just, I love that story, and I want to make sure we get all the juicy details in. Okay. Well, I started out playing the recorder, which is like a Renaissance flute in third grade in New York City where I grew up. And, you know, after I played it for a couple of years, I got really good at it, even though I was the worst in my class the first year. And it's actually a, kind of like a miracle because my class was the only class that I've ever heard of that had a second year of the recorder. And so during that second year, I really got good at it, and, you know, I learned to play by ear. But when I got into high school, nobody needed a recorder player in their band. So I started to play guitar, and I started to sing, and I I played in rock bands all over the United States as a lead guitar player and a singer. I played with a lot of people who ended up getting really famous, like my drummer became the singer of the band Anthrax. Wow. Uh, the other guy who I played in L.A., this other drummer, he's now the drummer for the band Government Mule. And so I thought I was going to be a rock musician, and that's what I really wanted. But when I got to California, I ran out of money like everybody else. And yeah. <laughs> out, of, out of desperation, I ended up going down to Venice Beach. And I, and I thought, well, actually, the first time I went down to Venice Beach, I brought my guitar, and that did not work at all because it's many people with a guitar in Venice Beach. So then I went back the next week, and by that point, I was down to my last $100, and I was really, really in trouble. And so I tried going down there with my recorder with a little boom box so I could play along with it, a little basket, you know, for tips, 
and a rose. <laughs> and I played I played for two hours by myself. I didn't make a dollar, and I thought, oh, my God, I can't even make it here at Venice Beach where all the losers are, you know? Right. And so I was walking, walking back towards my car up the boardwalk, and I came across this woman who was playing a Celtic harp with a guy who was playing a guitar. And she had seen me play at one of these rock clubs um, a couple of months earlier. So we met, we became friends at that club, and she asked me how I did down the beach. And I said, God, I didn't even make a dollar. And I looked terrible because I was really at the end of my rope. And so she felt bad for me, and she says, well, why don't you play with me and my partner for a little bit, and maybe you can at least make your parking back because parking was $6. When you only have $100 left to your name, $6 counts, you know? Right. Oh, um, absolutely. So I got my flutes out. She didn't have a chair for me to sit on, so I actually sat on the concrete on the boardwalk, which was really symbolic of that I couldn't go any lower, you know? Right. Because I was, I was on the concrete on the street. Right around this time, um, and this was 1990, uh, the, the fine bikinis were the new thing at Venice Beach. So this woman in rollerblades and a fine bikini whizzes past us. Her partner who played the guitar puts down his guitar and runs down the beach chasing after this woman with, with the fine bikini and rollerblades. And so now she has nobody to play with, and she's like, hey, get your flutes together and let's start playing. Because when you're playing at Venice Beach, if you're playing by yourself, you feel like a total loser. But if you have somebody else to play with, you, it's like, well, I have a band, you know. <laughs> so, you know, we started playing on the beach, and, you know, I closed my eyes because I thought, I can't even imagine where I'm going to be next week. I can't believe I'm here playing on Venice Beach is like the last place in the world I ever wanted to be playing music, you know. And I opened my eyes up at the end of the song, and when I opened my eyes up, there was this whole crowd of people around us throwing money into this basket, and from where I was sitting on the concrete, it looked like it was raining money. Oh, wow. And, and it was, that was like my first thing of, I guess what you would call street performing, but, you know, in Canada, they call it busking, which is, you know, a fancy word for being a street performer. So, from 1990 to 1992, we would play at Venice Beach every weekend. And we made these cassette tapes that were black and white tapes, and it was called Celestial Winds. And we found this picture of a guy playing a flute and a girl playing a harp. And it was a black and white line pencil drawing. And so what we used to do is we used to go to Kinko's. We used to get 50 copies or 100 copies of it made at Kinko's. And just in case anybody else is thinking about doing this, you can... They they can lend you colored pencils and magic markers at Kinko's. So we were able to color in all of the cassette J cards, like the little cover that went in a tape. And so this way, our tapes would have color on it, and the other bands of end speech only had black and white. And so every week weekend, we would color 100 of them or 200 of them or 300 of them. After two years of doing this, we had sold 10,000 copies of these tapes that were all colored, colored by hand, you know. Oh, my and goodness. So, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, people used to um, meditate to it. And actually, it's kind of funny because way back then, um, when you're doing something like Venice Beach, you have to do whatever you can to make yourself approachable and to make it look like you're safe and normal because Venice Beach is like, the Noah's Ark of the psychic and insane because there's two of every kind of crazy person you can imagine <laughs> at Venice Beach, you know? And um, so on the second second weekend that we were there, 
uh, Lisa had the idea that if we both wore white, white is a sign of peace. It's also a sign of surrender. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I really had surrendered yeah. at that point, you know. Um, but we just felt it would be more approachable if we were both wearing like white. It would look very spiritual, you know. And um, so she bought me this white kind of sailor shirt, like a Renaissance shirt, at the Salvation Army Army back in 1990. And I wore that shirt, you know, for the following two years. And what happened was that the writers from Seinfeld, even though it looks like that show is filmed in New York, but the show is actually filmed in Los Angeles. And the writers from Seinfeld used to come down to Venice Beach and watch us play because everybody used to come down on the weekends and watch us play. They would, you know, sit by the beach, listen to our beautiful ethereal music. And uh, they got the idea to have Jerry Seinfeld in this episode wear this puffy shirt, this white puffy shirt. And that's where they got the idea was from seeing me wear this puffy shirt. Oh, how cool is that? You You influenced Jerry Seinfeld. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it was... um, And, you know, the thing is, is to wear a puffy shirt, you have to have a certain look. You know, like, I don't look good in a suit. It doesn't work with my long hair and my image, you know. And he looks like... He looked so funny wearing that puffy shirt because it really didn't work for me, you know. (laughs) That's great. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, I've spent my fair share of time on Venice Beach. I love Venice Beach. What I love about Venice Beach, and when I heard your story and you mentioned Venice Beach, I was like, wow, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point I had heard you there. Um, I love that the mountains meet the ocean. It's a very, very, I mean, as eclectic as if the people are, it's a really magical spot. I always, I could always think into meditation there, and I'm not, I'm not surprised that that phenomenon took place there for you because it, you were probably like the, uh, the the balancer of the energy, you know, because the energy there, to, you know, geographically is magnificent. And then, you know, and I'm sure it just draws all the people there who, uh, all the artists, I loved it. I love being on the beach, so I get it. I get it so much. So why don't we... Um, we have like two minutes, believe it or not, before our first break. And uh, why don't we play a little bit of Celestial Winds because I think uh, Sam uploaded it. And then we'll, when we get back from the break, we'll um, we'll talk some more about how, all your inspiration and we'll talk some more about your book and some of the wisdom that you gathered along the way because I don't know, I'm sure you guys who are listening can hear there's all kinds of nuggets laced into David's story um, and lots of wisdom. Lots of wisdom is ahead. So does that sound good, David? Can we listen to a little bit of your music? Yes, sounds great. Okay, cool. So when we come back, uh, you know, we'll continue the conversation, but we're just going to take about two minutes and listen to a little Celestial Winds, and then when we come back, um, oh, if you want to call in and ask David a question, you can do that as well. The number is 347-215-9485. 347-215-9485. Okay, Sam, if you can start that clip and then we'll go to a break and uh, then we'll be right back.
you ever get a hunch about something and ignore it, only to find out later you were right after all? Do you know that you're intuitive but need help interpreting what you get? Need quick answers to burning questions but don't have the time to wait for a private reading? Then Mari's Intuitive Living Oracle Cards are the tool for you. 45 gorgeous laminated cards and a full book of interpretations come together in a beautiful velvet bag. The cards have been designed and energized to give you the answers right now. No more sleepless nights weighing pros and cons. Ask the cards your questions and see what message your intuition has for you. To learn more and get your deck now, go to the store at www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Intuitive Living Cards now. That's the store at ahamomentsinc.com. The answers are truly within your reach. Step back in time to the very beginning, before life as we know it existed. Stones have been on this earth since before the inception of man. They are keepers of ancient wisdom and messages. Tap into the profound wisdom of stones and let your journey begin at the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. Let the Rock Girl take you back to those ancient days to learn firsthand the language and the secrets of stones. The Rock Girl will teach you how to develop your very own technique of communicating with them, allowing you to embark on your own path of self-discovery. Courses include Reiki, psychic development, chakra balancing and auric cleansing, hands-on healing, and more. Visit sacredstoneschool.com for classes and workshops taught exclusively by The Rock Girl of therockgirl.com. Are you at a crossroads in your life? Facing big decisions about your life purpose, business, relationships, or other major issues? Are you wondering why you may be delayed in getting what you want? Or if you have special guides, who are helping you? Then investing in a private intuitive reading with Mari is just what you need. As a third generation spiritual intuitive, Mari has worked with thousands of clients over the past 18 years. During your private session, you will learn who your guides are. Receive insight on the core issues that need attention and get new perspective, clarity, and inspiration on what to do next. To register, go to www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Work with Mari tab to get all of the details. There are a limited number of spots each month, so go to www.ahamomentsinc.com for yours now. listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show. I'm Mari, and today we are hanging out with David Young, amazing, amazing musician that just let us have a treat of hearing your one of your songs, one of the originals, Celestial Winds. And um, David, let's, let's pick up where we left off. Let's talk more about um, this inspiration, because you were catching a lot of lessons along the way. I mean, a lot of people um, don't have the courage to do what you did, you know, there's so many people who especially listen to this show because um, they're looking to follow their passion, follow their dream, and 
you know, you kind of lived everybody's worst case scenario and then bounced to everyone's best case scenario, right? So you, where do, where do we leave off? So you're on the beach and... Yeah, so basically, Celestial Winds just started taking off just because people were, they always knew they could hear us at the beach on the weekends. And then, you know, two years after doing that, we started playing at Universal City Walk, which was part of Universal Studios. So we would play at the beach basically from 10 in the morning to 5 o'clock at night, pack up, drive 45 minutes up to Universal Studios and play there basically from 7 o'clock at night to 11 o'clock at night. And then there was a recording studio in Glendale that we could get for like 30 bucks an hour if we got it after midnight. So then we would record from midnight to 4 o'clock in the morning um, because we were tight with the budget and we were just trying to conserve money in every way we could. So... There were times that I was actually recording at 3 o'clock in the morning where I'd have the headphones on, Lisa would be on the other side of the room, and I would fall asleep at the microphone, and I would wake up after about a minute, and Lisa would be looking at me like we're supposed to be playing because, you know, we were recording. And so mm-hmm. I would start playing again while the, while the studio was, you know, while we were recording, you know. And so people used to tell me after that, they used to say, you know, gosh, when I listened to that, that tape, it, I, it makes me so relaxed. I fall asleep, and I say, "Yeah, I know that happened to me too. I fell asleep when I was making it." <laughs> but um, so we did that for about a year, you know. And um, then we started doing art festivals all over the country. And um, you know, when when you talk about success, like we had this Christmas album that went to number two in Canada in 1993 because my friend Brad was a mailman in Toronto and. He asked me if if he could have a dozen of my CDs to deliver them to all the television and radio stations in Toronto, which basically feed the whole country of Canada. So I said, sure, I'll, I'll send you a dozen CDs. And so he wrote uh, a letter on white paper with blue ink. This is before the days of computers. This is 1993. And he's, he wrote a letter to each radio station and said, hi, my name is Brad. I'm your mailman. And my friend David plays two flutes at one time, and he has this group called Celestial Winds of California. And would you like to have him on the show? And every single television station and radio station in Toronto wanted to have us on. So we we drove out there as part of a, a six-week tour that we did 9,000 miles in a van. Oh, in my six goodness. Weeks. Oh, my God. And um, so we had a week of television radio interviews there. We did concerts there also. And after we did our first interview, which was on the the big morning talk show, our CD sold out across Canada in an hour and a half. Oh, my Um, goodness. And so we were a $25 import, and our albums were always sold out, and we were number two on the charts in November, December um, in in Canada. Elton John was number one, and we were number two. Oh, my goodness. Brad, the mailman, was delivering the, the CDs to all the record stores, you know, at least, you know, the distribution points. It was it was funny. It was crazy. But, you know, I have to tell you that when people ask me, you know, about my success, you know, I lived in Los Angeles when heavy metal was getting really big. And, you know, I did play heavy metal back then. I would play Venice Beach on the weekends, and I would play heavy metal during the week. But all the guys who got successful in heavy metal, like Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue and all those L.A. glam bands, they were all doing what everybody else was not willing to do. You know, I wish I could tell you some story about some, you know, lofty thing, but it was whoever worked the hardest and was willing to 
just do whatever it took to get their art or their music out to the people. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who ended up being successful. Venice Beach was the last place in the world I ever wanted to be. Are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> who would want to be on Venice Beach, you know, playing music, like trying to get people to buy their tapes or give them tips? Not me. You know, not any musician that I knew, you know, but because right. I did that, you know, it was the most important thing I ever did in my life for my career, you know. Yeah. So so when you, um, what about those times when, did you have anybody who criticized you or anything that you had to overcome that you felt um, would be, you know, that you might have some nuggets of wisdom for, for folks who are getting inspired but you know, they have someone who might criticize them for, you know, saying, oh, well, your music or your art can't make money. Or um, did you ever have anyone who you thought, or, you know, maybe you lost friends? You know, a lot of times when someone has the courage to do what you did, um, people aren't particularly, you know, sometimes you have this, of course, you have your crowd, but then you have people who sometimes are close to you who are, are not so enthusiastic. Well, did you have- it was kind of unique. It was It was kind of like, having an altered personality, me wearing that white puffy shirt and my sunglasses at Venice Beach, because I would have my friends walk right by me, right in front of me. I mean, like five feet away from me, and they wouldn't recognize me. You know what I mean? And it that used is to be, so funny. I used to, think, I used to think that was funny, um, because I just became this flute guy, you know? Um, but, you know, when we did our first album, which is the album that you, got, you guys just played a sample of, it was funny because this was 1993, and synthesizers were becoming really popular. And I was getting airplay with that on about 300 radio stations around the United States, and the name of the album was called Celestial Winds. And some of the critics, like, you know, because our publicists would send our CDs out to different magazines and stuff like that, some of the critics would say, oh, it's, it's too simplistic. Mm. And I was thinking... It's a live recording of two people playing together. Here's a flute. Here's a harp. It's supposed to be simplistic. I mean, didn't you read? Didn't you read the liner notes? It's supposed to be two people playing. You know. So after that, every album I made after that, nobody ever said I was too simplistic because I would layer on different instruments and you know, do all these thick productions and you know I enjoy making the productions thick and heavenly and everything, but. Um, that was one bit of criticism I got, um, just because it was so simple, you know. I mean, it but was, it was also it was the beautiful. thing that people globbed onto and and just would create, you know, whole appointment type listening, and they would show up, at, you know, in person. I mean, it's not like now we can just go to YouTube, to YouTube or uh, right. iTunes, and just download it for ninety nine cents. I mean, this is people were making an appointment to literally get in their cars or walk or rollerblade down to, to hear what you had to say for that simple that simple music. So it doesn't you know, I think I think that's the point that I was trying to make is that um when people are, are listening to to you and and really kind of um you know looking for that nugget, that that little bit that little bit of spitfire in, in the in their belly to have that courage that we don't have to be at the finish point to start. And I think that's for the sure. thing like, you know Yeah absolutely. You know the thing is is that Whatever you're doing, whether it is drawing or painting or music or if you want to write a book, you got to figure out, first of all, you have to create something that is so universal 
that it doesn't matter what country they're from, it doesn't matter what culture they are, it's going to appeal to people because it has a universal appeal. And that's what Venice Beach taught us. I mean, it was um, it was kind of unique because, you know, when you're playing on the beach the whole day in the blazing heat, your your goal is to sell as many tapes as possible because if you don't sell a lot of tapes, then you don't have enough money to eat them for the following week. You know what I mean? It was that basic thing of survival. And I found that there were certain songs that we played that people would always want to buy tapes. And there were certain things that I did that I could, you know, the idea is to build a crowd because the crowd draws more people and makes the crowd bigger. And, you know, you're being successful. But I found that there was something that I could do to get rid of the crowd in like five seconds. Um, I realized that any time I would show off and play a lot of fast notes like like jazz or anything that was, you know, too many notes in, in one time, you know. Right, right. I would just completely empty the crowd away from us and people would just walk away. And it was wow. like magic because, you know, the idea is to keep the crowd. You know what I mean? Not to get right. rid of the crowd. And so I found that by playing these long, beautiful notes, people kind of like they hung on to the note. And it was it just made them want to stay for longer and, and hang out longer and tell their friends about it because it really created a mood. It was this was right in the beginning when it was just starting to be called new age music, you know. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know, but the the other thing is that you know people every business has got these consultants, you know. Oh, pay me and we'll tell you what you need to do. If you just listen to your customers your customers will tell you everything you need, everything you need. Like when we were at Venice Beach, anytime somebody who would come up to to where we were playing and um, if they would say they were a massage therapist, a Reiki practitioner, a physical therapist, or if they owned a spa, those people would buy everything we had. And so I realized because, you know, I would, I played two flutes at one time, but whenever I was talking with a customer or dealing with a customer, I would play the flute with my left hand and I would make the change, you know, if they were going to pay with a $20 bill or something with my right hand. And so they would talk to me and they would say, I'm a massage therapist. Which one's the best for me? You know? And after hearing about that for like two years, I became the first person to actually start exhibiting at these massage therapy and the spa shows. For seven years, I was the only musician at a show with thirty or 40,000 beautiful women, and, <laughs> and I'm the only guy with music in the whole place. And every massage therapist needs a table, a sheet, a massage lotion, and music, you know? Right, and so, right, right. You know, I ended up becoming the number one distributor of music into that whole industry. To this day, I mean, there's over 10,000 massage therapists and spas that use my music practically exclusively. And, you know, the unique thing about that in a, in a spiritual sense is that anytime somebody gets a facial or a massage, you know, normally the person closes their eyes if they're face down and if they're face up, sometimes they put one of those lavender pillows over your eyes. And basically, so they're, they're relaxing, their eyes are closed, they're hearing the spiritual music, which is taking them to some beautiful heavenly place while they're, you know, getting a healing for their body, you know. And because I use real instruments, you know, it's not 
just synthesizers, which don't really have synthesizers. There's a time and a place for them, but they don't really they don't touch your heart the way real instruments play. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. real instruments. There's a certain soul that comes through the the instruments. I don't think that comes through in the same way through a synthesizer, you know? Right. So one tip for anybody out there listening is that, you know, if you're making CDs, try to get as many organic instruments, you know, besides your synthesizers. So this way it's just going to, it's going to sound more human, you know? Right. You know, isn't it amazing how even music, even music is turning back to the organic you know, because it really resonates with ourselves, with our cell structure, with our with our energy on all levels, and um, and, and I think with each other. You know, that vibration of of actually playing the recorder. I played the recorder when I was a kid. I actually, you reminded me, I was in a in a concert and um, it, it with the you know with all the recorder players, and it was like some regional thing that we did. And that was a, a big deal back then when I was I guess eight or nine. I can't remember. Um, but I see you playing two. And that's the one of the other unique things about you is you play two of them at the same time, right? How did you start to do that? Well, it's a really funny story because I played like a normal person. I played one at a time for like 15 years. And what happened was that when we were playing at Venice Beach, Lisa used to wear these white flowing linen dresses and she had this long, dark, curly hair and that Celtic harp was there. And I'd be like the invisible man. People would be walking up and saying, look at that beautiful woman and that beautiful harp. And it was like I wasn't even there, you know. And in the beginning, when we first started playing, I mean, we knew like six or seven songs. That was it. I mean, I knew a million songs, but we knew six or seven songs together. And so that meant we had to play those same six or seven songs over and over, like 30 or 40 times a day. And that, for any musician, that's called torture, you know, to play Mm -hmm. the same song 40 times in a day. So during the afternoon, I'd be bored out of my mind because I'd already <laughs> played them for 25 or 30 times already, you know. And right. sometimes I would pick up a second flute and, and I would just try to play two at one time just to see if if I could do it and just to try to kill the boredom because I was going nuts inside myself, as you can imagine. Right. And every time I would play, lift that second flute to my mouth and play two at one time, whoever was walking by would say, hey, look, there's a guy playing two flutes at one time. And then she was invisible. And that's the only reason why I did it. I was in, I was the middle child in my family. I was the guy who always wanted all the attention. And, and all the bands I was in, I was a lead guitarist and lead singer. I was always the guy in the middle with the light on him, you know. I wasn't yeah. used to being the invisible man next to the artist, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it's those little things. Little, I mean, it's a little thing, but it's a big thing. You know, whatever you can do in your business to separate you, from everybody else, you know, a visual is so important. When you think of Jimi Hendrix, you don't think of one song. You right. think of that poster with him wearing all those tie-dye stuff and the psychedelic stuff and the headband. That's what you think of. You think of a visual when you think of Jimi Hendrix, even though he's a musician. When you right. think of the Beatles, you know, the Beatles, they had those haircuts in the beginning. That's, yep. We remember things by a visual image. You know, right. when you think of Motley Crue, you you think of that image that they have, you know. And um, I didn't realize how important it would be at the time, but gosh, it really um, it really gave me a career in music because, you know, it is a beautiful sound when I play the two flutes at once for sure, but it's, it's unforgettable. And whatever you're doing, 
whatever you can do to separate yourself so people can remember you and recognize that is you. You know, the more you can have that, the more successful you're going to be, you know? Right. Well, it's so true. It's so true. And I just love, you're so fresh and vibrant, and it's amazing you've been doing this for this long, and you still sound like so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed about it. You know, there's just nothing tired about you. That's amazing. That's so amazing. I want to, believe it or not, we're already to our second break, and uh, so I want to play some more of your music. Um, I know Sam uh, put in Midnight Serenade and Ancient Treasures. Which one do you think we should share next? Um, Put on song number on Midnight Serenade. And Midnight Serenade. Yeah, this, this CD, I played the guitar and the flute. You know, like, You're sounding really far away. I would just can't yeah, hear um, you. Oh, there you go. Okay, sorry. Is this any better? Yep, that's better. Go ahead. Yeah, Midnight Serenade, if you could put on song number four. Um, that CD has the flute with the guitar as the main instrument. And there's also some cello on there also. And after I stopped working with the harpist, um, I would just produce the albums, you know, with, where I would hire musicians. And so that was like the next phase of my career. Awesome. Okay. And then we're going to, we'll take a, we'll listen to a little bit of more music. We'll do our next break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to give you all kinds of information of how uh, you can get a hold of David's amazing music as well as maybe have him come to someplace near you to play live. So, all right, Sam, if you could put on Midnight Serenade for us, and then we'll uh, take a break, and then we'll be right back.
ever get a hunch about something and ignore it, only to find out later you were right after all? Do you know that you're intuitive but need help interpreting what you get? Need quick answers to burning questions but don't have the time to wait for a private reading? Then Mari's Intuitive Living Oracle Cards are the tool for you. 45 gorgeous laminated cards and a full book of interpretations come together in a beautiful velvet bag. The cards have been designed and energized to give you the answers right now. No more sleepless nights weighing pros and cons. Ask the cards your questions and see what message your intuition has for you. To learn more and get your deck now, go to the store at www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Intuitive Living Cards now. That's the store at ahamomentsinc.com. The answers are truly within your reach. Are you at a crossroads in your life? Facing big decisions about your life purpose, business, relationships, or other major issues? Are you wondering why you may be delayed in getting what you want? Or if you have special guides, who are helping you? Then investing in a private intuitive reading with Mari is just what you need. As a third generation spiritual intuitive, Mari has worked with thousands of clients over the past 18 years. During your private session, you will learn who your guides are. Receive insight on the core issues that need attention and get new perspective, clarity, and inspiration on what to do next. To register, go to www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Work with Mari tab to get all of the details. There are a limited number of spots each month, so go to www.ahamomentsinc.com for yours now. Step back in time to the very beginning, before life as we know it existed. Stones have been on this earth since before the inception of man. They are keepers of ancient wisdom and messages. Tap into the profound wisdom of stones and let your journey begin at the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. Let the Rock Girl take you back to those ancient days to learn firsthand the language and the secrets of stones. The Rock Girl will teach you how to develop your very own technique of communicating with them, allowing you to embark on your own path of self-discovery. Courses include Reiki, psychic development, chakra balancing and auric cleansing, hands-on healing, and more. Visit sacredstoneschool.com for classes and workshops taught exclusively by The Rock Girl of therockgirl.com. We are back. I'm Mari. You're listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show. And tonight we've been having a great chat with David Young. And we're talking all about music and uh, Venice Beach and <laughs> all kinds of great stuff. So, David, I know um, we, were, we were talking on the break about all the things that you've been up to. Why don't you give everybody a website and um, how they can get a hold of, of the music and... Um, and talk a little bit about some projects that might be going on for you right now. I, I know you, we're going to talk a little bit about your book, too, because I think it's terrific. Um, what's the website, first of all? My website is davidyoungmusic.com, and I've recorded 50 albums of music. Um, 
And for meditation, yoga, anything spiritual, there's a tab at the top that you can click on just for the meditation music. And creation and solace and waves of serenity. Um, and the newest one is Peace for Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are great for meditating or for, you know, any kind of healing, you know, peaceful um, music that kind of takes you to this other place, you know. Right. And you, know, you can also get my stuff on iTunes. Some of my albums are on iTunes, but all of my albums are on my website. And you can also, um, my book is on my website as well. And the book is called Divine Inner Guidance, and it's about how I started with my last hundred dollars and I sold a million CDs and how listening to my intuition guided me along the way. And there's 28 short stories in there, and they're all true, and they're about the incredible things that happen when you listen to your intuition and the incredible things that happen when you don't listen to your intuition. <laughs> You know, I like you because we spend a lot of time in my classes and coaching and on my show um, doing what I call becoming um, fluent in your intuition, fluent in the language of your intuition. And uh, and it definitely feels like you are just that, especially uh, I was leafing through your book. I didn't get to read it because we just met uh, so recently. But I was leafing through it and it was just, one, I'm definitely going to be reading cover to cover because it's just, I love the way that you capture, it's like you have everything in the flesh, you know. It's not just speculation or theory or how-to. It's your real stories and how you your, your intuition, like, unfolded. Can you give us, um, what's the best one? What's the best story uh, about oh, I don't your know. intuition? I, I, <laughs> oh, I don't know how I could even... Um, oh, uh, I don't, give us a good one. I Maybe I wouldn't have said the best. Give me, give us a good one. Give us a little sample. <sighs> Here, here's, oh my God, it's going to take me so long though, and I know we don't have that much time though. Um, well, my Venice Beach story is in there with all the details. Um, you know, my CD Renaissance was nominated for a Grammy. That's in there, um, and Solace also nominated for a Grammy. The whole story about how. I was making so many albums because I, there was such a demand from all these healers that needed my music. And um, so I was making four albums a year while I was traveling 40 weekends a year, you know. Wow. And so ba- basically my album, Solace, I wrote it while I was in the studio. I, you know, the, I did this whole thing in in about 10 days from nothing. And it was, you know really, uh, you know, it turned out to be a fantastic album that really touched a lot of people, you know. But what I'm what I'm looking to do now is, you know, I used to do, for the last 20 years, I've done all these festivals, art festivals, spa conventions, all these different festivals like that. And, you know, the good thing about those festivals is that I, a lot of people get to see me play and I can sign CDs for people and everything, but... There's so much more to me than just the music because, you know, I have this book um, with all these great stories. And I'm also a singer and a guitar player, and I have very, you know, transformational healing lyrics. And so what I'm starting to do now is I'm starting to do 
small concerts, whether it's at a wellness center or unity churches, or even if, you know, people have enough um, people in their network to have a house concert, you know, because this way I can talk to people, I can share my stories, the things I've learned along the way. People can ask me anything that they want. And it's amazing because, you know, I've done house concerts where I, I did two hours. I've done other concerts where I was going for three hours just because there were so many things people wanted to ask me. And, you know, I'll play a song and we'll do questions and answers and I'll play a different song and a different instrument and then we'll do questions and answers. And it's so enjoyable. It's so enjoyable for me to be able to share all these things that I've learned over the years. So, you know, if you, if you're interested in having me for a house concert, um, I'm living on the East coast now, so it would probably be easier if I focused on the East coast. But, um, if you go to my, my website, there's a place where you can contact and you can put, you know, an email to my office and say, you know, I'd like to have David come and, you know, this is where we're located. And, you know, even if your place is on the West Coast or something, if it would be possible to coordinate maybe two or three of them in one week, then I could, you know, fly out there and do that. And so I'm just putting it out there. It's something I really have hardly done just because I've been so busy doing what, I, what I've been doing with all these festivals. But, you know, I really do enjoy talking to people. I'm such a people person. And people ask me all the time, man, you've traveled all over the world. You've made movies. You've done all of this stuff. Where's your favorite place? And I always tell people, wherever I have the most friends, you know, because friends are what make life great, you know. <laughs> I love that idea. I think it's great. In fact, I had a, a met a woman and she had a magnificent home and she had, it was like two store. she had one of those two-story living rooms where the top floor overlooked into the down bottom floor and she would have musicians come and play, you know, right in the, on the on the first floor, and it would just take up the whole house. It was just it was amazing. It was amazing, and it was just a wonderful. You know, she'd have like a hundred people over. She had a pretty big house, um, but she would have you know, it, it it it. And I've been to other homes where they have you know intimate concerts like that, and it is just there's just nothing like it. It really, really, it's fantastic, and you really, especially with you because you're playing real instruments, and um, you know that there's a resonance there, and I bet, I bet, to have you in somebody's house with the the magical energy you have would reset the energy in the house too with that music. I bet it would really, really be very healing um, for the house, for the energy in the house as well. So hopefully, so tell them the, the website one more time, and we're going to do yeah, it. My website is, is it's davidyoungmusic.com, and if you want, um, if you guys want to see how I play the two flutes at one time, you can go to YouTube, and if you do a search for David Young Bliss, B-L-I-S-S, I have a CD called Bliss, and I'm performing with the UCLA Ballet Troupe, um, and it's a really that's a cool video, but um, yeah, the place to send me an email is through my website, and you know, I can get back to everybody. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, we only have about three minutes, so what I'm going to do is, is sign off the show and then Sam's going to play some more of your music for us to, you know, sort of fade off into the evening. Um, he's going to play Ancient Treasures, and uh, I want to just say thank you so much, David, for being here with us tonight. It has been such a treat. I'd love to have you come back, and 
and and do some more. And we're thinking about doing some other big projects, so we'll 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 have to talk to you offline about that and let everybody be surprised with some of the plans we have coming up for uh, the coming months. But thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you're really really busy, and I really appreciate that you could jump on so fast since we met. That's that's really awesome, and I'm so glad I went to that Brazil concert <laughs> to see and yes. saw you. So it was later. my pleasure, and, and it's been great performing the music at the Brazo events as well. You know, it's yeah. been a real treat. Oh, great. So um, what I'm going to do is sign off, but Sam's going to go ahead and play that music right after I say good night for the evening so you guys can keep listening and get a taste, and, of course, go to davidyoung.com. And also davidyoungmusic.com. DavidYoungMusic.com, sorry. Yeah. And keep your eyes on your inbox for all of our telesummit announcements that will start next week. And, uh, and I think that's it. So you know what I say at the end of the of every show, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great night. See you next week. the aha moments radio show with your host mari be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com that's a-h-a moments with an s inc.com also join mari on facebook at www.facebook.com slash aha moments inc and twitter at twitter.com slash aha
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.